Um, all right, I'm, I'm gonna call the meeting to order. Um, Sherry, would you mind just saying your name and like for the minute takers? Uh, Sharon DeGras. Cecile Crinsley. Frank Wagner. Jordan Sellergren. Kevin Boyd. Margaret Beck. Kevin Larson. Deanna Thoman. All right, uh, we are here. We got the roll call done. Um, this is public discussion, anything not on the agenda. I think you're here for something on the agenda, right? Okay. Um, all right, well, that moves us on to uh, item D, the certificate of appropriateness. The first one is for uh, 521 South Governor Street. Okay. 521 South Governor Street is located here, uh, just a little bit north of Bowery Street. It is a non-contributing structure. This is just an old photo, that's why it looks all uh, blurry. But this house was built, um, what, about 1910 to 1915. On, um, I think I show it here, yeah, the San Sanborn fire insurance maps, you can see a two-story structure with a little bump out and since it's also under this two-story area i would assume that this is a two-story bump out and then there's a one-story rear addition the dot has to do with the roof material if we compare that to the current map view of the johnson county property information viewer we can see that you know we have the structure um, there is now a one-story addition the original one was removed and a new one was approved by the commission uh, back in uh, 07 uh, but we also have this odd little bump here I'm assuming what happened to uh, create this look is that somehow a one-story kind of maybe a, a portico or something if this is a colonial revival type of house was expanded to I don't know repair damage from a fire or to oh I'm sorry Soon. I don't know what's wrong with the other one. Or to um, otherwise, I don't know, gain more space or something. The windows appear to be potentially original windows, so I don't know what happened with this house. Because of that and the existing siding, it is a non-contributing structure. Um, the subject of the uh, proposal is the garage. This is the garage, it was built in 1940. It is covered in uh, metal siding, um, two um, single car doors. There's a window on this side. Uh, this is the side that faces the yard. S single passage door and window here. Um, I reviewed this uh, when they bought the house and the garage was in a bad condition and it has deteriorated since then. Um, this is what I saw at that point in time, but you know, some of the bowing out of this wall under the window and, and other things lead to the deteriorated condition of this garage. It also doesn't appear to have a curb. I think that the sill plate is in the gravel here um, along the side of the uh, slab down in here. So uh, there's just multiple uh, issues of deterioration with this garage. So the proposal is to take it down and to put in a, a new two-car garage in uh, similar or basically the same location. Um, this is the second go-round for the drawings. The first one didn't have any trim or anything, and so we had new ones made. They're showing a two-car door. Um, it would have 
a lap siding. Uh, the D4 siding is a vinyl uh, lap siding. Um, this is showing four inch corners and a trim board, uh, some basic trim configurations. Another thing that they uh, want to do is on this side, which faces the house, to add a, um, a vinyl, uh, like a shingle. And I have an image of that towards the end. Um, they want to do that on the side that they see. Typically in that, that kind of thing, we would recommend it's on both sides so that it's the garage is the same on all around. But um, this is showing a window on this side, and we also had a, a window on uh, the south side. The way this garage would be configured is the north side over here um, would be near a property line. And this side would be uh, adjacent to kind of like a, a little parking area that they have. And so staff would find that if they needed to omit a window, omitting this north side one that's you know, facing the neighbors and everything uh, could be considered appropriate. Um, like the house, there would not really be any overhang on the garage. We can go back and show you that again. Um, we just really, there's a little bit of an eave overhang, but nothing along the rake at all. During this uh, project, um, we ended up having a, kind of a detailed discussion of vinyl siding, the typical vinyl siding package, uh, what trim really means. And I found this just today and thought I would kind of bring it in to explain it to, to you a little bit. This is a, a window and it has really a traditional trim on it. This line means that they're cutting a section through this window, and we see that over here on this side. Uh, because of what I see, I know they cut this section here, and they're looking at this part of the window. And so what we have here is this piece of flat trim. Here we have the drip edge, or as they call it, a drip cap. And then we get in here, we have this is a part of the frame of the window. And then these are stops. This one keeps the window sash that goes in this pocket from falling out of the house. <laughs> and this one separates the two sashes. And then this um, stop prevents the um, sash in this pocket from falling into the house. The trim goes over the joint between the structure of the house, which would be here, it would be a lintel or a, a header or something that's holding up the rest of the, the uh, wall at that point. The frame of the window attaches directly into this structure and the trim covers this little gap. That's just how these historic houses were put together. If we look at the uh, section through the jam, which is the sides of the windows, they drew it like it was over here, but actually it would be on this side because of the way it's facing. So the cut goes through the window and we're looking down. This is where we see the stud pocket that we talk about a lot, where the weights for the window will go. Here is the framing of the wall. We have some sheathing, the stud, the plaster on the inside. We have the stud pocket, and then we have the frame of the window. We have the same stops to hold the sashes in place that we saw before. And then we have the trim right here that again covers all of the joints between all of the framing of the wall and the framing for the window and the stud pocket. Similar with the sill, uh, you have a projecting sill with a little 
notch in it to help the water fall off here instead of traveling all the way back. We have the sill of the window itself. So I just wanted to go through that because when you have modern construction, you're gonna have a window and it sometimes, at least in the windows proposed here, has a little J channel in the side of the window. And that J channel is meant to take the siding right into it. In this situation that we have here, the siding dies into the side of the trim. There's no siding that goes under there. Um, the siding doesn't go all the way to the window. It stops at the edge of the trim and it makes a nice line there. In vinyl construction, there is no trim on the window. They typically use a window with brick mold so it kind of looks a little bit like trim. They have this J channel and the siding goes right into it. Vinyl expands and contracts quite a bit and so the J channel also allows for some of that. And at the corner of the building where on this kind of a house, we'll just have two pieces of board that one butts up against the other and then the siding butts up against those. On vinyl, we have the vinyl, and then they cover that corner with a piece. And so that's another thing that we've been talking about. You can install vinyl on any of these houses. You just install a J channel that runs right along all of this trim. And then that's what receives the edge of the vinyl siding. So that's why you'll see some houses that have vinyl siding. We can take all that vinyl off and the regular siding or original siding is under there. In a garage like this and in our guidelines when it talks about having wood trim, sorry, with vinyl siding, it's because you can have the wood trim. You just put the vinyl siding in the, in the field and uh, use the little J channel to cover all of the edges. I just wanted to go through that just a little bit so you had kind of a better idea about what we're, what we're talking about and some of the issues with the, the project. So the project is submitted to utilize, um, I believe it is three exceptions that are documented exceptions that we can use in the guidelines. One is to use a two car door instead of two single car doors. The guidelines allow that in a house, in a conservation district, um, as I wrote here. Um, I guess it's under doors. Um, okay, for any property in a conservation district, it can be considered to allow the commission on a case-by-case -case basis to approve a double garage door for garages not highly visible from the street. In this case, we have a garage, it's on an alley, it's a heavily treed alley, it's not very visible, and the doors will be facing the alley. And so that is why staff feels that it could be considered appropriate to use the exception for a two-car door instead of two single-car doors on this new garage. There's also an exception in a new outbuildings in the same kind of district to use vinyl siding. And um, basically it's just, there's an exception for any new outbuilding in a conservation district that the commission can consider the use of synthetic siding, period. 
There's no other conditions there. In this case, we have a non-contributing house. It has a synthetic siding on it. In 2007, when the guidelines were not as they are now, so we have maybe more strict guidelines now than we did in 07, the addition for the house was approved with vinyl siding, a vinyl siding that has a texture that our guidelines now say that the, any synthetic siding must be smooth and not textured. So that would be a, a consideration to match what's on the addition. But the addition also uses um, vinyl corners instead of uh, traditional trim. I'll go through a few of the things. The siding is actually the last. So we have the window. The window submitted does have the J channel around it. And so it won't fit in the wall like a traditional window. We need to use um, a, a trim, a normal trim on this garage. And they've included it in the drawings. But this window would not be considered appropriate because of that. This window is a little bit short and squat from what we usually approve. And so they did submit a new window. I, the size is not equivalent here. It's not going to be that much bigger. It's just going to be more rectangular. But it is the same type of, of J-channel side. So our guidelines will allow an exception to use a vinyl window, also in a new outbuilding in a conservation district. But staff would recommend that that vinyl window would be something that would be appropriate otherwise. So it would need to not have the J channel so that we could use the uh, more traditional trim configuration. Whether or not it is a double hung or single hung window, or like this just kind of looked like one, this is affixed with an awning below. Um, the guidelines do say that they should match the, um, the traditional types of windows as well. So this type of window would not be something that followed the guidelines. The commission could approve it if they wanted to and allow it an exception for that. But staff would not recommend the, the J-channel part of it. Um, we have two doors. Um, this is a, a pressed steel door. and I, I I can't remember actually what this one is. Staff wouldn't recommend one with an arch window like that. The uh, garage door that we typically recommend is something with a half light. So, you know, this part would be a window and two panels below. That's traditional. If it was a fiberglass or wood door and had panels without a window, it could be possible to approve it. The problem with these doors is the fact that they actually have brick mold trim. And brick mold is commonly used in new construction, but it's traditionally only used in masonry construction. Instead of having that flat casing to bridge between the window and the, the wall framing, brick mold just kind of covers the, the gap that happens when you install a window in a brick building. But it also kind of steps out a little bit, like a little crown. Because a window in a brick construction is recessed within the wall because the wall is thicker. In wood construction, it's out at the surface like we were looking at. So the brick mold trim would not be appropriate in this door. So staff would recommend that a door that's fiberglass or wood without brick mold is submitted. Uh, whether the commission wants to approve something with or without the window, um, you could decide. Oh, so this shows. Um, it was a tiny picture, but basically the, the vinyl siding um, 
in a shingle configuration. This same siting was approved on that habitat house in the uh, Dearborn Street Conservation District that was approved a few years ago. Most of you weren't on the commission at this time, but it was a, a whole new house. And because it was a habitat house, we approved a vinyl product and they used this shingle. Um, the applicants would like to put it uh, in the gable, kind of like this example photo um, on the yard side um, staff would recommend it's on both if, if it was approved. Could you Just, please use the microphone? It's kind of hard to hear you all the time. Okay. I don't know where my other microphone is. Do you want to use this one too? No, that's okay. okay. Um, so this is a picture of the back of the addition that's on the house. So this was the one that was approved in 07. So we can see that um, there is some trim. This little strip you see here is the J channel. So the vinyl siding comes into that. This looks to be some kind of a, well, I don't know what it, it is. It might be like a metal trim cover or something like that, I'm not sure. But this is, a, a as you can see, a textured vinyl siding. Um, they do use here the, um, the vinyl corners as well. Um, and this looks to be probably a, a, a metal fascia, fascia cover. Yeah. So right now, the recommended motion is to approve the project using an exception for the smooth synthetic vinyl. If the commission wants to allow a vinyl that would uh, match the current addition on the house, you would simply remove the word smooth and that would work. Vinyl windows and a two-car overhead door with the following conditions. The overhead door is a smooth steel door without pressed panels. I'll go back to that in a second. The windows are a historic style and do not have brick mold. Again, if you want to approve something that's not necessarily a double hung or single hung window, you could remove the historic style from that. The passage door is wood or fiberglass door that does not have brick mold. Notice here, I didn't add the fact that it, need, it had a window. So if you wanted it to have a window, you'd actually have to add that to this recommendation. And the trim is LP smart cider wood, including corner boards. I'll go back just for a second. One of the doors submitted was similar to this one. Another door had no windows, but was like this one. There are garages in this alley that have a door like that, but that's not a door that we have been approving. Typically, if someone wants a less expensive uh, garage door, we approve something that's just smooth. It has a little bit of a stipple to it, but it does not have this press panel. If someone wants a press, uh, a look of a panel, then it's a steel door that has a composite material attached to it it's a, as an overlay that creates the, uh, I guess, the, the raised portions in between the panel. And so we can approve either something that actually is three-dimensional or a smooth door, but not one that's um, pressed like this. So that's what one of those recommendations was about. So just for, remind everyone kind of the order of events here. We have an opportunity to, now to ask just clarifying questions. I need to make sure we don't get into how we feel about things, but just things you maybe didn't understand or have a question about. 
Uh, we'll open up the floor for the applicant to speak, any other members of the public. We'll close that, we'll do a motion and discuss among ourselves. So um, are there any kind of clarifying questions for Jessica? It's, it's a question, I don't know if it goes now or later. You, do you, as far as you know, we're discussing all of this, but do you know if the new owner has any intent at all of someday removing the synthetic fibing, uh, siding from the house itself? Because that would affect how we... I, I don't know that we've really discussed it, but the owner is in attendance, so when it's time for them to speak, we can ask her directly. Okay. I do have one clarifying question, Jessica, and maybe I, we, the, um, the uh, shingles and the gable aren't addressed in this motion, are they? No, they're not. So we, need to, we would need to add that if we yes. feel because that Yes, because right now the motion is written based on uh, the staff report. And I actually did not realize that that was something that they wanted to do until a later email communication. So okay. if you want to allow that, yes, you'd have to add that to the so recommended. We, so we'll need a, a, a fifth bullet that addresses either one side or both sides. Yeah, that. yeah. You could say something like, um, and allowing the use of a shingled siding in one gable or both gables, okay. you know, however okay. you'd want to say that. Great. I just, that was my, that was my quick clarifying sure. question. All right. Uh, are we ready for the applicant? I think so. Uh, now's the time. You're welcome, applicant. To sp you're welcome to speak. You don't have to, but it looks like you're here to do so. So. Oh, Good. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to give you a piece of paper to sign in on. No worries. Uh, good evening. My name is Donna Brooks. I am the resident at 521 South Governor Street. Um, I'm also the staff liaison for Johnson County's Historic Preservation Commission. So I just want to say thank you for the work that you do for our community. Um, I know that it's a lot at times, so I apologize to be to be a thorn today. Um, but I do appreciate your time and expert expertise and consideration. Um, we bought this house from the City of Iowa City in 2018. Um, at that time, the garage was uh, deteriorated and, frankly, a little bit scary. We had asked the city to stabilize the structure. Um, they were unable to at that time, so we knew immediately that this project was going to be uh, kind of at the top of our to-do list as we have children and, and animals and such. Um, and I cannot believe the derecho did not solve this problem for us, but <laughs> alas, um, here I am today. Um, we. The idea of the structure is to put up something that is financially feasible, that is um, sensitive to the conservation district, but that also utilizes um, some common sense in terms of the placement of this structure, which is in the Lucas Street Alley. Um, it would be a very different uh, structure if we were on the east side of Governor Street, but um, we are on the west side of Governor Street, and it's, it's a pretty rugged um, alley back there. And, um, you know, we bought a home that, that I know the, um, uh, re the records with the city um, recorder's office or, or, or uh, assessor's office, actually, my records show 1873. So this is a very old home that we're investing a lot of money into um, through several projects and phases. But I've spoken with my contractor, Jessica has been fabulous as a resource and a sounding board. Um, and ultimately, my, my request and my concern would be um, that we want this structure 
to um, complement the primary structure, which is the house, which has this vinyl siding and, and um, the vinyl trim boards, uh, we will work with the commission and, and the recommendations of staff um, to get that trim and, and to make the improvements that we can. But um, I think total, you know, what the, the cost of all the improvements was um, $9,900. And it's really pushing this project into um, non-financial feasibility um, for what it is, which is a, a garage in an alley. Um, it isn't like a pool or completely reciting the house or restoring it to its original um, colonial revival state. So um, I just ask that you, you consider the addition, um, the materials used, and um, recognize that we're doing our best to invest in some, some neighborhood revitalization, to lead by example, to build a safe and secure structure, um, and, and that we will continue to invest in our, in our governor uh, conservation district and be good neighbors. So I think that's all I have. If you have any other questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. Well, the one I asked a few minutes ago, down the road, do you have any plans to remove the synthetic siding and use something else? Um, we did uh, lose some siding during the derecho, and I was able to see that, that I believe that the original clapboard siding is underneath the vinyl. Um, it will probably take us another 10 years of saving <laughs> after this project. But, um, I mean, ideally, that is our goal, is to, is to you know, honor the house, honor the history, and and work with that rather unfortunate um, reshaping of the front facade um, to best serve uh, the aesthetics of the home and the neighborhood. And, and that's actually why we had introduced the idea of possibly using this vinyl shake um, for that kind of wide, flat facade gable is to kind of break it up and give it a little bit of architectural interest and, and character so it didn't kind of have that, like, I don't know, buck tooth appearance or or kind of you know which is what we lovingly refer to the front of our house as um but that was kind of the goal with the um final shake and and the reason again we weren't going to put it in the alley side is because um there's uh it's it's um and obviously it costs more than the uh than the clapboard and um it's not really visible by the public it's mainly visible by the Partiers and Lucas, uh, Lucas Alley. So, other questions? Um, all right, I think I think we're good. All right, wonderful. Did you I, I, did you get a chance to sign in? It's just for our minute takers. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Try to make it easy on them. Uh, do we have any other members uh, members of the public want to speak on this particular project? All right. Um, so in order for us to talk about it, we need to have a motion on the floor. Um, I think if we could just, let's put this motion on the floor and then we can discuss anything we want to, to change or amend. I would maybe suggest we add a fifth bullet that, that talks about the gable and the, um, uh, the shake siding, or the shake siding for the gable, so. Do we have a motion? Oh, I can do it. You want to do it for your last sure. meeting? I'll do it. It's not the last, but second I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 521 South Governor Street as presented in the staff report through the use of exceptions for the use of smooth synthetic siding 
vinyl windows and a two-car overhead door with the following conditions. The overhead door is a smooth steel door without pressed panels. The windows are a historic style and do not have brick mold. The passage door is wood or fiberglass, is a wood or fiberglass door that does not have brick mold. And for the last point, it's and allow for shingled vinyl siding, is that in the gable? Uh, do we do we get all five? Do we get all five? I don't know that you said the last one that's on. Oh yeah, there. I think we need the. Can you just add the the trim, the, the last bullet that's oh, on there? I'm sorry. Okay. The trim is LP Smart side or wood, including corner boards. Great. Do we have a second? Currently. All right. Commission discussion. Um, okay. So my thought is, uh, as far as as far as um, just leading by example in the neighborhood, I guess the one thing that I'm curious about is um, what is what it how many other houses on that side of the street I don't think there are very many that have vinyl siding right there most of them are wood siding correct I don't actually know that that's right that's yeah right. so I so I just wanted to like comment that like my main concern is that in leading by example everybody would potentially want to do the same thing with their garage but um, the fact that this house would be an exception to that because it is it does have the vinyl siding um i could i can see this you know this project being kind of a, a singular circumstance you know yeah exactly is the reason you can use allowed to use the vinyl siding is because it's conservation and not a historic district yeah Okay, because so just that's the right main thing. a block away, it's not would not be allowed. Jessica, just I, I remember, did you you said that the guidelines that any how any structure outbuilding in a conservation district can have. So two things: the section on siding for eleven um, allows in. So this is particularly a non-contributing building in a conservation district, and so that would allow um, synthetic siding to be considered whether it's new construction or not in this section and there are some conditions one of those conditions as i wrote in here is that it's smooth and so that's why there would be the the need to allow it to not be smooth and match the house in the new outbuilding section that is also where it says um um all properties in a conservation district and so this is a new outbuilding. Synthetic siding may be used. It's again an exception that the commission can allow. It's, these exceptions are the documented exceptions. They don't always pertain to every property, but the commission can use can them. Can use them, gotcha. Okay, thank you for that. Maybe one other thing I'd ask is that on the windows, you know, you talk about, to the, the windows typically new construction wouldn't have a brick mold it would have a nailing fin and then you put your siding around that the wood or lp smart side mm -hmm. and then the j channel with the vinyl siding you could do the same thing with the passage door just take the brick mold off and trim screw on one by four trim preferably an inch thick so it has a little bit of depth to it mm -hmm. for the siding why wouldn't you just use cement board? For the trim? Yeah, oh, our siding. Oh, for the siding. I, I, I would assume that it's more expensive than the vinyl. 
Is that so? I'm, it's, it's, it's more expensive, but it, not that much. But if it's allowable, I mean, that's... So. But I think watching how the trim, and then I guess the same with the corner boards, smart siding or cedar inch thick stuff, so you have that, again, the depth, so it, the siding doesn't stick out farther than the, the trim boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably won't have the problem with the siding sticking out beyond the trim boards because it's vinyl. And the J-channel. Mm -hmm. Would this house, if it didn't have, I mean, it's considered non-contributing, but it's built in 1873? Yeah, it's non-contributing because of the alteration to the front, which is an obvious alteration. Um, there, there's not a historic house type that actually looks like that. Mm -hmm. And then the synthetic siding on the house itself. Both of those things can contribute to it being non-contributing. <laughs> I also was really persuaded by, right, we, part of the reason that we have more flexibility on not street views because fewer people see it. And thinking of that, I think was a really good point on that. This particular alley too is not, is, is, a, is a dead end alley with very little, um, you know, of anything you know and so I think to me that is a, a, a really good point that I think helped me kind of consider this uh, you know an additional point that I hadn't really considered but I think is you know when we think about why we care about things that are farther on the back or in the alley and alley facing um, you know is because few, fewer people see, see it so and the owner mentioned that it's kind of a party alley um, I know from experience that partiers can be rough on things, so I could see why you maybe wouldn't want to put, you know, the finest, most beautiful materials back there, if that's the case. Would a project like this, uh, its new construction, have access to the fund that's historic preservation? Uh, no, it would not. Um, the project to remove the siding and repair the original siding on the house well, would, that would have access to the fund. Okay. Good to know. I have a quick question about some of the potential changes to the motion. Um, in particular, you suggested a few possible variations like mm -hmm. um, smooth or not siding, uh, historic style windows, mm -hmm. or uh, sorry, windows in the door or not. So I'm just, I'm wondering in terms of homeowner preference and cost considerations, I mean, are there things that we feel more strongly about than than others, and how much does it make difference? Does it make price-wise? Um, you know, do we need to make sure that these poten this potential flexibility is built in for these reasons, or does it seem important to us to to stick to? Uh, I don't know. I would make a note that. about the vinyl siding and its texture. I don't know if smooth vinyl siding would be considered readily available and I would assume it would be an upcharge if not a significant upcharge. Most synthetic siding to be smooth is um, an upcharged aluminum siding. So I don't know. I don't know enough about the availability of vinyl siding to know what's available in a smooth, but I do know that the wood texture is the common one that is readily available. And I'm curious. Um, so, true wood siding, I'm sure, would cost more than 
vinyl that we're talking about here. Is that correct? Yeah. Significantly, I would assume. Jessica, can you just walk us through the places where we have some options? Again, sure. just to, to Margaret's point, one is the... Yeah, no problem. So um, one of the suggestions would be to remove the word smooth from the, the synthetic siding. Uh, the other one would be um, about the style of the windows themselves. That would potentially allow something that's uh, maybe in the fix with the awning type that they suggested or something along those lines. Um, you could also add, if you wanted to, that the passage door has a window. Um, I wouldn't suggest that because of the fact that we're, you know, we're going into the yard um, and just as long, it's, it's more about the material of the door than anything else. Um, and then we, uh, we have the trim. Um, you could remove the corner boards if you want and allow them to use the vinyl corners. So that's another option. Um, and then the gable. And then the gable, whether or not it would be both sides. Okay. So I'd, I'd like to propose, unless we have kind of bigger discussions, I'd like to maybe propose that we take each of these items and see where we're at so that we can get this voted on. Does that work for folks? Mm -hmm. uh, let's start with the bottom and move up. <laughs> Does that work? The, how do folks feel about the, the gable piece, uh, either one or both? The gable piece? I'm sorry, piece. the... The shingle. The fake shingles. The fake shingles? Yes. Okay. In the, in the gable. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Do we care about one or both sides? Not really. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so we've got that one. And then the next one is the LP smart side wood or corner boards. I don't know that I... If they're going to go with vinyl, might as well go with vinyl. I, I, I kind of... I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of agree. So we need to amend this then. Mm-hmm. Do we do all the amendments at once? How do we do the amendments, Jessica? I'm sorry. I can help the minute taker. So if you, if somebody, Sherry would amend her thing by, she could just tell us what is added or removed if, and if she doesn't want to read the whole thing again, and that would work. And so we would just change this to the. You would remove including corner. The boards. one that we forgot to read, we're actually removing. You. Oh wait, no, it's just the corner boards. That's, I would recommend okay. just the corner boards. So remove corner boards? Yep, it, yeah, the phrase the, including it, corner boards. So the, boards. the last line of the motion should read, the trim is LP smart side board, or wood. And technically, Sherry, I would have you amend it all at once, just oh. so you're oh, aware. Oh, okay. But, so after they've discussed the Okay, the okay, we'll, 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 okay. Uh, the door doesn't have, does there, What's our option? Do you have any option with this one? If, if you care about whether or not it has a window, you don't have to add that, and then there's nothing to amend. Okay. No, I don't care. No, no, window is perfectly fine. Yep, okay. Um, windows are historic style is the question. It seems apt to keep uh, them historic. I feel like the, the size, I mean, the, the thing about, to me, the thing about Allowing the exceptions is that the structure still kind of looks, especially from a distance, mm -hmm. like a historic structure, Agreed. and the, yeah. the openings are the piece that kind of do that to me. And especially um, considering the house does have probably, you said 
maybe original windows? Maybe? Uh, maybe. She's saying yes. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I would definitely keep that. So the windows, they will not have the built-in J-channel. They're going to be nail fins that will need to have an LP Smart Cider Wood trim. Yeah, because of the uh, fact that, yeah, you're using Otherwise, you, also you, have, you don't have any trim around it. The J-channel is the trim. Looks kind of skinny. Okay, so we're keeping this one. Is that, yep. the, is that where we're at, Commission? It's all about the windows here. Yep. Okay, great. Okay. Commission feels good about that. Uh, th do we have any option on the door? No, we have to keep that because this is the exception we're using, or am I wrong on that? Uh, we. I mean, I guess if you wanted to allow a door with pressed panels out I, of steel, but, I, but it I, would be the first one okay, we've yep. approved. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move on from that one, unless folks feel differently. And then how do we feel about the smooth versus not smooth. The, the current, uh, the current edition house, is, is it has not texture. It's textured. Okay. I mean, I, I actually just think at this stage, um, we're allowing, there's a lot that's just kind of going through and let's just make it easy on the homeowner um, and, and eliminate the smooth, especially if it matches the house. That's kind of where I'm at. I think there is a case to match the house. Yeah, yeah that's that's, yeah. that's really my thought on it. Yeah. So eliminate smooth. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think based on that, Sherry only has to amend it to remove smooth from vinyl, to remove the including corner boards, and probably restating the last one about the gables, just because I can't remember exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a doozy, Sherry. Right, here we go again. <laughs> so you don't have to read the whole thing. You could you just, just say that you're amending your motion okay. to do those things. So for the, the motion for 521 South Governor, uh, the motion is to strike the word smooth in smooth synthetic siding, just synthetic siding. Um, the second to the last item in the list of bullets the trim is LP smart side or wood end. And then the last point for the conditions is to allow a, a shingled vinyl siding in the gable. Maybe say facing the house. That faces the house. Yep. Great. And then who seconded that? Did Jordan I second? did. Oh, are we comfortable with that? Yes. As a second? Okay. I don't know if we need to do that or not, but it seems like we should. Good. Mm -hmm. um, all right. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. We got that done. Sherry, nice job on the amended yes. thing. So appreciate that. Okay. All right. On to the next certificate of appropriateness. This is uh, 638 South Governor Street. Jessica, do we have screens? Yeah, they're not working. To, they're not pulling any signal today. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't know that. I could have tried to fix that if I had. No, that. it's not a big deal. I mean, Just use this. the microphone. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Cecile. It's in such a weird, awkward position. Um, okay, 638 South Governor Street is uh, located here, south of Bowery. Uh, this is the house from the front. We have a two-story gable front with a wing. Um, this is a house that last year uh, the commission uh, approved a change to a window on the side and adding a pair of French doors to the back. 
Um, and now they have um, more project. The owner is an architect and he's in the audience. He submitted a very comprehensive set of, of drawings. Um, so I'll just use those. Uh, this is the side view. This is the window that was approved to be one with a shorter sill for a kitchen remodel. This is the back of the house. It's a little difficult to see in this yard. There's a lot of plantings and there's also um, like a barn-like extra construction um, in the yard as well. Here's the site plan. Uh, this shows the um, the house, it has that gable front, the wing is here, a little kitchen addition on the back. They're adding an addition to the back of the two-story gable front and um, a new deck on grade. They're relocating the fence, but that's not something that really falls under our purview, so I did not include it in the staff report. The fence is here right now and they're moving it forward a little bit. As you can tell from this, they're setting the addition in from the, the corners of the house so that we'll retain those corners and the roof line. Um, this is the plan. There are two options for the plan. The difference is the openings on the back, so most of the rest won't change. But you can see the addition uh, here and how the new deck will fit in. This is the pair of French doors that the commission approved last time along with the shorter sill in the window. Uh, here's their little um, extra construction there. Um, this currently shows a single window, um, works with the patterning of the windows on the north side of the house, and it shows a, a pair of openings here, no opening on this side, which is kind of inside the L of the, of the backyard. Um, this is the second floor, so this is a two-story addition. The first floor projects beyond the second floor, creating a, a little um, deck on the second floor. Um, there are no openings on this side. Um, the side of the house, it doesn't really uh, allow for openings in that level. Um, this shows uh, the south side. So this is where their little deck will be. Um, so again, there's no openings on that side of the addition, but we can see how uh, we're um, continuing this horizontal line of the house. The roof has dropped down lower because of the fact that we're set in from the corners, which is something that is uh, part of the guidelines. We're matching the siding and trim on the house all in wood. Um, we do have that little second floor deck, so there'll be a railing here. It'll just be a traditional um, posts with uh, top and bottom rail and square spindles. This is shows the north side. So here you can see how that window pattern is uh, continues and there's no windows on the second floor of the house. So there's no windows on the second floor of the addition on the side. Um, now this is option A. This was the first one submitted by the applicant. And what it did is um, included two uh, openings on each floor, but they're both doors. The critique from this initial staff review was that that was not continuing the window patterning on the house. And so if you were to do that, it would have windows in all of those locations and you would just put a door in the one that you want to access. Well, since there's a second floor deck here, there would be a door in each area. Um, so I'll show you option B in a second. Option A again, you can see both of those doors in the first floor plan. We can see both of those doors in the second floor plan. 
So here is option B. And this was submitted where we have a window in the north portion and a door in the south portion on each floor. In the plan, you can see here's the window and the door, and again, the window and the door. At this point, I'll go back and look at the front for you just a second. You can see that the house itself on the first floor, because it's like the living room, kind of the main space, it has a pair of windows. And so the window patterning in the back is matching the second floor, which are two separate openings. I just wanted to point that out. Okay, so in this project, there is an option for either A with all four doors or B with a window on each floor and a door on each floor, as you can see here. Okay, another part of the project is the relocation of the front door, which is something that we've been discussing for a long time. Our guidelines do not discuss the moving a front door because that would be an integral part of the historic character of the house. So typically we would not even entertain the idea of moving a front door unless there was some evidence that a door would be in that location. And that is something that was located. So currently we have here, we would just walk up to the front. We go to the side to a door. This is also a more narrow door than is, you know, traditionally or put in now like for code and stuff. <laughs> when they were working on the, the inside, they found the fact that we have historic framing for a door opening right in the wall where they wanted to put the door. And in fact, this is a more modern piece of wood that was added when the door was removed so that they could side over it. So at this point, staff does recommend approval to move the door. Uh, one thing that we never discussed and isn't really a part of the recommendation <coughs> is whether or not there would have been an opening in this wall. Uh, I see Frank is nodding yes. It is staff's opinion that there would have been an opening in this wall, but we have not talked to the applicant about that. They have included here, you can see in the corner, uh, some duct work. So they are going to be uh, putting some duct work through the space. This will be framed out with, you know, it'll be a walled over and everything. So it might be that it's just a little bit too um, tight to fit a, a window in that location next to um, this chase that they're creating here. Uh, so here we can see again, this is the location that the door will be, and this will it's even a wider opening so they can get um, something that's more comfortable for entering the space. Um, they submitted uh, this door. It is shown with brick mold in this image. This is just the manufacturer's standard image. We've confirmed that the door that they would order would not have brick mold, so that won't be an issue for this project. Um, it's a, a typical door. This would be fiberglass. And so currently, the recommended motion for this project is to approve as presented in the application uh, with option B. If the uh, commission does not want to use option B but wants to leave it open to option A, then I would just, I would change that. I would make it clear which one is, is um, being approved. Okay, again, do you need just quick clarifying questions, something you didn't maybe understand, something about the guidelines? 
I'm still a bit confused about what brick mold is. <laughs> I don't understand. I, we, can, we can go over that in more detail in the future if you'd like. In the future, that would be great. Or I'll look it up when I get home. I didn't quite catch where the privacy fence is going to be moved. I, from reading the description, I thought it was going to go in front of the house. It's not. It's going on the edge of the driveway. Is that it? I don't know that we have, th that's not part of the application. We don't. Oh, it's not. We don't. Okay. we don't actually have to approve it because it's not something that if they were doing, they would need approval or a okay. building permit to do. But what's happening is the fence right now, it kind of steps back and then goes to the south property line. They're just relocating it here. And so it'll basically be in this location instead of back here. Because hmm. right now the fence goes and then it continues towards us okay um, but it'll be relocated but, but that's not we shouldn't it's not part of the application it's, yeah it's Got not it. something that we okay. need to review and if we want to leave it open for option a or b is that an option as well for yes us? okay mm -hmm. okay any other quick questions so it's a or b or either one is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think that the commission should clarify if they are picking one or leaving it open just so that it's it's a part of the approval. Great. Okay. Uh, I think we're ready to have oh, the applicant is here. You're welcome to speak if you'd like. You don't feel obligated to. You just need to come up and, and sign in for a minute taker. On this paper? Yes, please. Okay, so um, so my name is Merrick Senagel, so I'm the owner of 638. Um, I think major uh, comment from our side is why we propose two options is because we prefer option A. And the, the reason why I prefer option A is just because it gives the symmetry on the facade. So the, the front facade has a clear symmetry, two windows on the top, one window on the bottom. And because we want access to the garden, which this house didn't have any access to the garden. Since we put a patio door there, now we have a first access, so we thought maybe it would be nice to have access from the bedroom as well. So that's why we, personally, we prefer this option, but we're also happy with the option B. So Jessica recommended to follow the guidelines with, with the same windows all around, so that's why we proposed this option too. Um, after some discussion we had, um, we are happy with all, both options, but I'm just saying option A, that's why we name it option A, it's just owner's preferred. Option B is um, what we're like, happy to do as well. Um, about the entry door, um, I think after some more sort of studies in that area, we, we think that there, were, there were two doors at some point. And the previous owner, at some point they decided fill that bigger door from some reason and just leave the smaller one. Uh, we didn't find any evidence that it would be originally a window in that corner, that smaller one, uh, but it was probably a door all the time. Uh, my personal, again, my personal position in this case is to have no door, no window there. There's enough light. Um, we, it's, it's kind of, it, it's been always 
sort of weird positions, like enter the house sort of sideways to the side room and then go back to actually the main room and sort of travel through the house. So that's why moving the door makes so much sense. And in, even from outside, I think almost 90% of the houses, they have door and window from the front of the porch mm. in, in, that, in that area. Um, yeah, and then uh, for the for the siding and everything, we're just gonna match um, the the cedar siding we, we already have on the house. So all all that's gonna be wood siding, um, including the trims and the windows and um, the doors. They 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 will be um, wood doors with a with aluminum cladding from outside. So that's what we um, got approved before for that for the smaller smaller window. Um, and the last item was um, we just want to we just want to update the porch because as you can see that the porch is not in good shape so we just wanted to um, redo redo the stairs because currently the stair um, they have the the risers are quite tall especially especially these two bottom ones I think it just everything just moved in time and then just so we we would like to re reconstruct the stair, put a put a railing on both sides, repaint repaint the the the, the columns and and the trims, and then and then the deck on the porch. It's it's really bad shape, so it has to be replaced and painted again. So that's um, that's the last item we would like to do with that with that house um, in that in that application. Yeah. So if you have any questions, you can. Um, Ask me directly or, or Jessica, I think she knows yep. quite a lot. Any questions for the applicant? I am curious about option A. I don't know that I'm understanding correctly. So all four of those openings would be doors? Correct. It's a full it's a it's like a full high window, which you can see probably in more like modern houses, but it, it works as a door, yes, correct. The purpose would mostly be aesthetic. It's it's more symmetry, yeah. not the functionality that much. That's why I'm saying option B is acceptable. You only example. need one door. That's right. Right. We only need one, but I like the symmetry on the facade. I, yeah, I understand that, that. that. That was my reasoning behind that design of that. It's not that there's a split room. In. No, no, no. It's a one room <laughs> behind. It's always bedroom, but just one bedroom you can see it in the plan. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. For the the door that we looked at, is that for the front door? That's the front door, yes. Oh. Um, I was just wondering if you would want to go with a historic board door with, by maybe looking at the salvage barn or something like that, well, and, and then a storm door for energy well, it's efficiency. Well, it's a specific site, so we, we have to order a custom-sized door because it doesn't, um, the, the current framing, what's there, it, it doesn't fit the standard sizes. So it's mm. 36 and it's 37 and a half wide and it's 80. It's kind of weird height, so we can we can adjust the opening a little bit, but I don't know if we can find all door which would match because the the door we have now it's it's only 30 inches wide, so it's really narrow entry to the house. You cannot move anything inside the house. That's why we thought that by buying new one, which sort of looks like the current door there, it would, would work better. So I, I don't I think I think for us this is this is easier way to go. Okay. Can we not do that? Sorry. Um, any other questions for the applicant? Okay, I think we're good. Let's uh, get a motion on the floor so we can. Or, uh, there's oh, no. Uh, we need to discuss whether A or B option. Or we do that after we oh, get yeah, the motion okay. on the floor. 
Oops. Um, I'll make it. Uh, Jordan Sullivan, I moved to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 638 South Governor Street as presented in the application with the following conditions. Um, option B, with windows and doors, or, uh, no, I'll just read it yep. as is, yep. is used for the rear elevation. A second. Next seconds. Okay, now we can discuss. Can we talk now? Yeah. Okay. Um, given that the commission has recently been, been encouraged strongly to be both um, flexible and lenient, I would like to argue strongly in favor of option A um, because it's visually more pleasing, it fits the architect's eye, and more importantly, it's on the back of the house and behind the house, there's a very high fence. You really can't see what's going on there. So if it makes the house more livable for them and it's pleasing to the architect's eye, I'm, I'm all for that option. What other folks think? That's really the only thing we're discussing, right? That's, yeah. I, I like the appearance of option A better. And I think there are some houses in my neighborhood that are older that have these uh, very long, tall, narrow windows, yeah. and it right. just reminds me of that look. So I thought it was actually in keeping with the era yeah. of 1890. I think part of my thought on A2 is that second story one, you're not really going to be able to even, even if you could see in the back of the house, you're, it's kind of hidden by the, it's kind of masked by the railing two, so then you only have really the two on the first floor. And and the owner is the only person who goes down the alley behind the house that far anyway. It's, it is not an alley that goes through, so. No, um, but I do want to say that I would second um, Sherry's suggestion that you, like, at least see if you could find a historic door that would match the era of the house, just, just to see. In the, in the entry, the front entry, yep. Because um, you, you just never know. I, I've, I'd be worth it. I've been looking at Facebook um, in the marketplace area and notice a lot of doors there. <laughs> and wow, I don't know what the name of this treatment is, but when you have a door and maybe there's a little line of windows, like a narrow column on one side or both sides, perhaps that could be used to, to handle the door. If you find a nice door, maybe that would make it work. Okay. I'm sorry. We, I, we you would sorry. have to step up to the yeah. Microphone. We have to, and we have to like have a point of like. I think it's a point of order. Yeah. We're not. I, I don't. I don't think any of us are going to. I don't think any of the motion is going to require you. We're just encouraging suggestions. Yeah, yeah, making, people are making suggestions now, not not requiring any of this. Yeah, I'm I'm open to it. I'm just um, trying to say that if it's 36 inches wide putting like a side light to the door. I think we'd actually have to approve the side light. So yeah, yeah. We would, that would be. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Actually, new new opening. And right. it wouldn't actually go with the architecture of the uh, house. Okay. We okay. Recommend so not anyway, I'm sorry. I think we we're, people are making suggestions uh, that aren't relevant, which is fine. Uh, just not relevant to the the motion on the floor. Fair. Okay. okay. Uh, any other thoughts about A or B? It seems like folks are open to A, so we need to amend. Jordan, I think that's you. Yep. Um, okay, I uh, move to amend um, uh, the condition to include option A as well as option B. Yeah, and then they could decide. Mm -hmm. Unless we feel strongly that we should only allow A. No. Okay, I don't either. I'd... 
Who made the second on that? I think it was you. Oh, I was the second, yeah. You're comfortable with that amendment? I am. I still second. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, all in favor of the recommended motion as amended? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Got that. Got that done. Thank you very much. Excited to see the project. Yeah, it looks great. So what do we do? Um, okay, uh, next She's item is three. Yep, thank you. Uh, 308 East Davenport Street. Yeah. 308 East Davenport Street is located here in the Northside Historic District. This is the house. It does have, I believe, asbestos siding. It has a metal roof. There's an uh, internal gutter in the slope of the roof, fish scale siding. Um, the porch has been reconstructed, everything except for the roof. And this used to be an eight over eight double hung window at one point in time. It's been changed for casements at some point in time. And the subject of this is the roof itself. The roof is deteriorated, it is leaking, and it actually needs to be replaced. The, because of the fact that it has an internal gutter in it and there's no other gutters attached, the commission has to approve the removal of the internal gutters as part of this project. Over the past year, staff has been looking for alternatives for this exact situation. Um, so far, we have not located a way that an internal gutter of this type can be fabricated easily in a new standing seam metal roof. We have not found a way that it can be really repaired well along with the rest of the roof if, if the roof takes major repairs. A roof of this type is the second generation roof. We know from the Sanborn Fire Insurance maps, Iowa City history, and the results of the 2006 tornado that this roof and many of them had wood shingles originally. In the 20s, in fact, we know that this metal roof was installed and it's highly likely that the wood shingles are still under the metal roof in probably multiple layers. Um, it, they're installed originally in multiple layers and they add to them when they need uh, rehabbing. So this roof could be replaced with a standing seam metal roof that has a true flat panel, which is a fairly pricey roof. It could also be approved by staff even to replace it with an asphalt shingle because of the fact that an asphalt shingle has become an accepted replacement for a wood shingle roof, especially if the house is not a key property. If the house was a key property, it would be recommended to retain the metal roof that exists or to replace it with wood shingles. So if this project came to us just to replace the metal roof, staff could approve asphalt shingles. Because of the fact that it has the, the gutter in the slope, the commission has to approve it. So here's some images. Um, you can see we have significant rusting in the valleys and throughout the field. Um, there is some damage up here in this corner that I'm personally positive has to do with internal gutter, um, but it could be a variety of things that could be leaking from this area. But the fact that the internal gutter also makes a corner here, this is a prime spot for, for leakage. Um, 
here's just a, a closer image of it. Um, we can see the roof from the other side. We have uh, rusting in the valley as well. Um, at this point, for some reason, we're bridging over the internal gutter with a, a downspout or something. So uh, there's already been an attempt to kind of solve an issue with water. This is a roof from the back. It's hard to see from like the alley area, but you know, we have a, a chimney, we have some general rusting. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with the roof edge here. Last year, the commission approved the removal of the internal gutter on this house. The situation is different in at least two respects. One, this house is in a conservation district, not a historic district. So the house in, that's the subject today is in a national register and a local historic district. Also, this house already had external gutters um, installed. Somebody had done it in the past when the internal gutters were no longer functioning. And so, you know, there was only a matter of removing these in a conservation district. Technically, removing them here was also approving the installation of external gutters around the, the roof edge as well. Because of the difficulties with the um, lack of ability to really construct them new without a lot of handwork and very specifically skilled craftspeople, um, staff does recommend approval to uh, remove the internal gutters, allowing the installation of asphalt shingles and the installation of external gutters. Okay, any clarifying questions? Just things you did wanna? Do you anticipate that it would uh, change the pitch of the roof? Uh, no, because of the way they're just, it, basically the roof slope continues and they've and just built this little catch got it okay and so it's kind of cut out of the no it's just added to the slope okay so it's basically that they've added this gutter and they can remove it okay i mean when they do this they're gonna have to take off the metal and the cedar underneath correct and then put sheathing on and then roof it yes yeah the um the building code won't allow them to leave the wood shingles on underneath they'll have to remove them as well okay um uh, so uh, I don't, I don't know if you're, are you, if you're the applicant, you're welcome to speak now. You don't have to, you're welcome to. Just need to speak in the mic and sign in so that our minute taker can. Mike McLaughlin, the owner and applicant. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say in regard to this project other than uh, from a maintenance standpoint, it's, I think, uh, sorely needed to remove the metal roof and the building gutters just simply because there's a lot of de deterioration as, as a result. Um, there, I think around both of the gutters in the front, there's been deterioration just from the leaking. Uh, be to the, be the southwest corner there, and then also uh, to the southeast, um, I've, I've had to make repairs. Actually, the, the tube you see on along the east side, that's also deterioration that's caused, uh, that's actually a, a one-way check valve for, to get bats out of the, between <laughs> the walls and from the roof, and it's pretty common up around the gables like that where they occur and get in on those corners. So 
that's the purpose of that tube there is to keep the bats out. Uh, I've had to have squirrels removed too as a result around those gutters just because of the water is going where it wants to go and not where it should go. And uh, also, I was reading through the information here in instances of not only the original metal roof but also the, the new metal roofs they do make there they do contain lead which is not really a positive uh, substance to be adding to our environment uh, what we use for uh, shingles is a, is, is a driftwood it's architectural shingles and you actually see it out on the house to the left there uh, that roof was replaced I think around December um, since we had a late mild start to the winter so that would be the the same uh, shingle that we'd use for this one if the project's approved so that's a good picture of that i didn't have the one on my phone that was quite that good that you can really see that what that finished product looks on the roof next door great any questions for the applicant that doesn't sound like it thank you all right thank you I would like to add one of the things that he mentioned was the lead roof and I mentioned it in the staff report in part of this investigation I've been looking into and uh, what these old roofs uh, were is something called kind of turn metal and what they do is they coated with lead a different metal and it kind of depended what that was over time and currently there is a new form of turned metal roofing it is still lead coated and it's either lead coated copper or lead coated stainless steel and it is actually available. But again, because of the lead, because of the fact that it is incredibly expensive having either stainless or copper as the base metal and not widely available, it would not be a, a recommended tactic. Again, that might be a tactic for an important metal roof on a landmark property. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay, let's get a motion on the floor. Do you mind? Oh. Who's gonna do it? Beck. Wagner <laughs> moves to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 308 East Davenport Street as presented in the application. DeGras, second. All right, any discussion? I mean, I, I do wanna say a bit about internal gutters, which is that that's what we have on our house, but we also have a you know, hip roof with three foot soffits and so it is really like an architectural property um and in this case i you know it's not i don't think it would come I, I don't think it would necessarily compromise anything yeah i think i might I consider bet. it differently if it were a, a critical piece of the architecture of the of the roof <clears throat> the fact that it actually isn't the original roof i think weighs into that and then also is not the um, it's you know with the pitch of that roof too I think it was probably poorly designed because water coming down it's not that it, internal gutter won't work yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's gonna go flying over mm -hmm. that okay yep any other all right I think we're ready to vote all in favor say aye aye, aye. 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 any opposed motion carries great thank you everybody thank you hmm. oh, this is I'll me again back to you on Monday on, on that mic um, all right, report on certificates issued by staff and chair. There are only a few. Um, this is um, 523 Grant Street, and they were just um, replacing the shingles on the house. It already had architectural asphalt shingles. Uh, we had one 
two minor reviews. Um, well, this was interesting. So this was the first time that staff was able to utilize the fact that a garage, when there's no demolition, can be approved by staff if all of the parts follow the guidelines. So we have this bungalow at 815 Brown Street. And um, man, I thought I, oh yeah. And so I included here a little shot of the site for you. They have no garage and a nice clear alley. And so they will be um, adding a, a little garage. It'll have the same corner boards, exposed purlins, exposed rafter tails, siding trim. Everything will match the house. And it'll also have a new red standing seam metal roof to match the house. Everything will match the house. And so that was something that uh, staff could approve. It is a two-car garage, but as you can see, they're using two uh, single individual car, car doors so it met all the conditions for staff approval um, and then 713 Iowa Avenue which is also Michael's property this was damaged in uh, uh, protests all of the windows were broken most of them were able to be repaired this uh, we did do a project last uh, month that staff approved replacing the basement windows with new fiberglass basement windows this window which is right here never had sashes in it it had uh, two sets of storm windows and so staff approved removing um, the inner set of storm windows and putting new sashes in that window the only thing lost uh, is the front door it's not subject to approval because it's in a conservation district and it was damaged beyond repair all right um consideration of the minutes from the april 14th meeting degras i move to approve the minutes from the april 14th 2022 meeting Brinsley second all in favor aye, aye. aye. minutes are, are any opposed minutes are approved um okay uh commission discussion the store preservation awards <clears throat> Uh, just a little update and then I kind of sketched out a timeline so that we could kind of discuss this. So I sent out uh, a call to contractors. Frank responded, but nobody else has. <laughs> um, so we're working on that. We do have a small list. I have gotten the intern to kind of help me as much as possible and she's really with it, so maybe she can. Sherry has made a Facebook uh, post. Did you post it? No, I think only you can post it. Oh, okay, great. I'm sorry. I will post it uh, tonight or tomorrow. Uh, that is also a, a call. Um, and so then I think the, the next thing is really thinking about how we would move forward. And part of that has to do with the time it takes. And so that's why I sketched this out. If we look at the day of the award ceremony, about a month before that, we have all the information so we can get our PowerPoint and our script going. About a month before that, we send the request for information to the people we're going to give awards. We like to give them a month just because some of them procrastinate or takes them a while. Same with liking to give us a month so that we can do it. Both of these could potentially be contracted if necessary, but because we can work on it the whole time. So we have, you know, at one point in time at the last meeting or a meeting, somebody mentioned September. So if this was a time in September, this is a time in August, a time in July. And the point right before this is approval at this meeting. So we have a July meeting 
that could potentially be that date. And then before that, we have the time where we take the nominations we've got, we rack our brains, drive around town, find no nominations, make sure we get in the information that the subcommittee will need, which is typically whether or not they've gotten an award before <laughs> and whether or not we have before and after enough for them to know. Some of that preparation takes more time than the stuff at the end, kind of, it depends. Uh, but during that time, we also have the subcommittee meeting. So. The, the subcommittee votes on the, yeah, recommends. We'll, we'll get the, a subcommittee will meet, decide who gets an award, and then we bring the whole thing for a vote at the commission. So this is kind of, right now, if it's September, and we continue with this and shoot and say this is the July meeting, we have plenty of time leading up to that. I mean. I think that's a great timeline. We talked about the end of, but we set a date for nominations potentially, end of May? Yeah, the date for, is the last day of May, just because I knew that we were potentially having a lot of great amount of time here. So, I mean, that gives us more than a month to have the subcommittee meet and in the past sometimes it's been two days between the subcommittee meeting and the hpc voting as long as we really know what we're doing with the nominations that, that july but, meeting will feel a little late too because the first is a friday so the second of july so the it's the 14th mm. is our first is the meeting that we would vote on that so we actually have like almost a little extra time than we usually do yeah Obviously i think it's a little I would recommend not shooting for the June meeting. I think we have enough time. Yeah. But at the same respect, I think as a little bit of a warning, I think we're going to have a heavy June meeting. I think we're going to have potentially a few controversial issues that we all have to discuss. And, and that's just with the two projects I know. There could be more that come in between yeah. now and then. I, I, just, I think if we keep our May deadline for us to, to look for stuff and maybe like a week before, if you wouldn't mind just emailing us to remind us, you know, like May 20th or something, like, hey, you've got a week left to find potential things. Yeah, that would be like next week, right? Because mm -hmm. yep. we're in May. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so just keep that in mind, folks, mm -hmm. um, and think of stuff that may be worth nominating. And then the, the nice thing, if our subcommittee meeting is at the end of June mm -hmm. and we're a little light on nominations, we, we I mean, we can have a little time yeah, and you could remind us at that June meeting yeah so the other thing that we would need to do is probably form a subcommittee we do not have Carl and Noah here Carl has an, um, a pretty brutal work schedule from I uh, so I would not assume that he would volunteer but we can ask him if he wants to be on it I don't know about Noah Noah's just not feeling well right now so um, if I think that we need we traditionally have the chair and it's best to at least have two other people, but we cannot have a quorum because then it's a public meeting. So we have to have six or fewer people. <laughs> I think we can handle that. But it would be nice to have at least three. We'll also have at least probably two new commissioners that will take over in July, um, but could potentially 
they they could help, but they wouldn't be available to be on the subcommittee in, unless okay. the subcommittee okay. met yep. Yep. after okay. that. And yep. I would recommend not that, just because they yep. wouldn't be no. trained yep. enough okay. to really know. But they could we could they could help with the writing component. Yes, um, yeah. My <laughs> suggestion is that the full commission, as much as possible, is involved in the yep. actual presentation. You know, not everybody can be there or attend or help, but you know, it's it can be sort of fun. Um, I'm more than happy to do similar things that I did last year for the presentation, but I know that I cannot commit to the subcommittee because I will go insane if I do, and I'll hate myself. Jordan took a lot of ph photography last year. And I'm that, happy to do that. That was helpful. As well. Like July and August will be a lot easier on me than June. So the subcommittee by itself is the easiest part because <laughs> you just get to pick which things you award. Well, fair. Yeah, and I mean, I mean not really, but it's. If if I'm Sherry to and other people. Yeah. <laughs> if Sherry and Cecile wanted to be on the yeah. subcommittee, it would be their very last act. They could then be volunteers if they wanted to for the awards, but they yep. wouldn't be on the commission. They also don't have to be on the subcommittee because the June meeting is technically their last meeting and we'd meet with the subcommittee after that. Surely you would attend the awards though, right? <laughs> I travel Ju July fifth to the fifteenth. I would do it unless those travel dates make it impossible. If we had the subcommittee meeting, um, I would prefer that it's after the June meeting, which is your last meeting, but before the end of June. Okay. So yeah, it I would can do still that. be in June. I Count will, me in. <laughs> I also am traveling for most of July, but it sounds as though I will still be within, yeah, if we do it, then I could do it as well. Yeah, I think that the subcommittee should meet in June, so. Yeah. Yep. Anyone else? Um, all right, I'll, I'll also talk to friends. Oh, okay. Just to, because we need some. Um, so, okay, so we have Sherry and Margaret and Kevin Boyd. Um, we should consider that somebody is going to have to take Sherry's place once she's no longer on the commission because we will need to actively have another person, FYI. I, but I, could, I could probably do that. If, okay. if I get a replacement, I'm confident that she's going to be a sharp person. Okay. And that might work too. We yep. might be able to I think we should just rope them in. <laughs> yep. if you, do you need someone to help with the writing? I mean, I'm willing to come back and help Please. with that too. You Especially because we'll just give you like our favorite project and you can just make it so beautiful like you did last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we probably wouldn't have you present because you're not on the commission, but you could help write. Yeah. You would just probably have to make it more neutral than, than you did last time just because. Oh, no fun. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> okay, I think we can figure that out. Yeah, at the, at the, I, I'm We can also talk about this. at the June meeting if we want, if we need to add. The only other thing would be actually deciding on the date for the awards. Um, I don't know that we need to pinpoint a date right now, but I will say that the people present, I think that it's important that we have an in-person awards this year. I do too. Uh, we've, we get like 100 people to show up in past years, and so it's a well-attended event. We will need to decide where. Um, the ones that I have helped organized have been at the library because it's the easiest for me 
<laughs> but if another situation could be found, that's fine. It has to be able to hold 100 people. It has to have slides and sound and the ability for Channel 4 to record. And it has to be free. Oh, we cannot fine. pay. And so, you know, that rules out the Engler, you know, things like that. I'm sorry, what rules out, like, the Engler? You uh, don't have money to pay for We it. cannot pay for the space. It has to be free. I see. The library still, is, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, if you. I was just going to say the library is such neutral ground and everybody comes there. It makes sense to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know that this, you know, some of the group has discussed, you know, like one of our more recent landmarks north of the interstate. But again, that's a space that we'd likely have to pay for. But there'd be And a it would be likely better <laughs> if they were actually Anywhere. done with their project as well. I still feel like it's worth trying to uh, ask Film Scene if they would consider just maybe, I don't know. We don't have to decide that today. Yeah, no, exactly. we don't. Okay. Just like the date, it's going to be probably in an Plenty evening, on a weeknight. Usually we've had it on a Thursday because that tends to work for the people who come to this Thursday. But again, we can change that. We don't tend to go for a weekend. Um, and of course we don't go during the day usually so but yeah we can decide that later but we need to be thinking about that um i will go look at the library's availability just to know if that's even a possibility what are okay. the duties of the subcommittee we vote on who wins the awards oh, okay. okay and then probably get drafted into helping Sure. More, yeah, <laughs> you, the subcommittee is probably the pool of presenters. Excuse me for the awards, and and I will help you, whoever that is, become comfortable with that job. If we have the award ceremony in September, and then next September, this is my last award ceremony, and I'm a little excited about that. Mm -hmm. This is my least favorite job as chair. Yeah, uh, it's just. I'll, we can talk about it later. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I just want to get the meeting over so people can go and then we can visit. All right, I think we're ready to adjourn. We have a motion to adjourn? Move. DeGras, I make a motion to adjourn the meeting. Um, and then, Cecile, do you second? Yes. Goodbye. All in favor? <laughs> Aye. 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 Aye.